Welcome back to the show. This is the American National Update. I am your host, David Merle. This is a show where we cover everything under the sun that is in regards to being an American national. We go over history, how we got here, and practical advice on how to proceed. If you don't know what an American national is, don't worry. We're going to go over that in just a short little bit. But in the meantime, stay tuned, and after the break, we will start the show. Well, welcome back to the show. My name is David Merle. I am your host, and thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you some insights into how money works. More specifically, how debt works. Most everybody is familiar with the process of getting a credit card or a loan for a car or a mortgage for a house. You sign your name on a piece of paper, you get a card or money is put into an account or you have a loan taken out for car or mortgage and you have an agreement that there's certain interest rate and that you're going to pay it back to the lender. Well, just the other um, week, my wife and I were reading in Proverbs and there's a text that says that the Um, lender is the master of the debtor. And that's not new information. If you are in debt, you, in some many levels, are placing yourself under the control of the person lending you the the money or the good, the, the product. But here's the thing. The way that the banking system is set up is based on a fraud. It's a fraud because they don't actually tell you what's happening behind the scenes. So today we're going to be going over the truth about lending. The truth is you are the lender. Your signature on that piece of paper actually is creating money. See, the banks don't actually have money. Uh, At least they don't have money that they are willing to give to you. So for this episode, we're going to imagine a scenario where you walk into a bank and try and get a loan. You walk in and you sit down with a loan officer and they ask you, how much, how much money do you want? Let's just say this is a, a personal loan. And you say, ah, $10,000. And they say, okay, what is the money for? They want to know how much you make on a regular basis if you 
if it's going to be a secured loan, meaning you are putting up um, property for collateral, or an unsecured loan. They're going to ask you a bunch of questions. They're going to look into your background, your credit report, your job history, um, where you live, um, household income, does your spouse work, what's the combined income. There's going to be a lot of questions asked. Let's just say that you get approved. Okay, well then paperwork is drawn up and you sign your name on a piece of paper. And on this piece of paper, there are all kinds of conditions, information about the interest rate and payment schedule and um, what could happen if you don't pay it back. Here is the thing that they will not tell you. In order for a loan to be a loan, they have to be willing to take money from their pile of money and put it into your pile of money. They have to take money from their wallet and put it into your wallet. That's a loan. But they don't do that. They may have money, but when you sign your name on the paper, all they do is transfer digital credit or digital um, numbers into an account that they create for you and that you can access. And they call it money. But they didn't actually take any of their money and put it in your account. Let's, uh, let's just make it really, really simple. On the piece of paper that is called a loan document, the one with your signature on it and the amount of money that is being um, um, contracted for, when you sign it, that piece of paper actually becomes a financial instrument. What this really means is your signature has the value of the money. For the example, your signature is worth $10,000. As soon as you sign the piece of paper, that piece of paper actually has the value of $10,000. And it's not the bank's $10,000, it's your $10,000. Your signature actually has that value. So what do they do with it? Well, they don't, we, we know that they don't give you $10,000 of their money. What they do is they can take that piece of paper and take it to the, the market as a financial instrument and get a, get a loan of their own and use that piece of paper as their collateral. They can also sell that piece of paper to a third party, and that third party can use that uh, contract for their own loan and, and use it as collateral. So what does this mean exactly? You're told the bank is giving you their money and you are to repay it back, but in reality, 
you're giving the bank $10,000 because your signature created the, the money. You're giving the bank $10,000 and they're giving it back to you in the course of cash or digital numbers being transferred to your account. So at this point, you have your money, $10,000. It's your money. Your signature created the money. But they tell you that you have to pay it back to them with interest. So they're going to get all that money back that you created with interest. Plus, they're going to take that document to the market and make interest off that or sell it directly and get... um, the, the value of the document. So to make it simple, when you sign it, you're definitely, if you play by the play by their rules, you're going to give them back $10,000 plus interest. So let's just make it $15,000 because interest, who knows what the interest rate would be and the amount of time it takes you to pay it back the sum of money could be as much as $10,000. I mean, could be as much as $15,000. Depending on how it's set up, it could be double. You could wind up paying them double back. Then they're going to sell that document for the value. So that's another $10,000. Before they do that, they could they could get um, a secured loan of their own for $10,000 and use it as collateral. And then sell it. So right now they are up to forty or fifty thousand dollars that they are putting in their pocket based on your signature. They didn't use any of their own money to to generate the funds. They're using your signature and the value of the the paper that you created and they are telling you that if you don't cooperate with their little rules they will garnish your check if you've secured it with collateral they'll take your collateral and uh, put negative marks on your credit score all these things when in reality, you are the lender. That's really important for you to understand. You are the lender. You are lending them your money. And they are flipping the script and telling you that they have lent you money and that you owe them and that you owe them interest. This is fraudulent. This is backed up by countless court cases If you have an existing loan, there are remedies that you can take to put things back into perspective. For instance, the next time you get a bill, contact the lender, so-called lender, and ask for the contract to be presented to you for your inspection. If they cannot present the contract to you for inspection, then you are no longer obligated to pay it back. 
Now, if they sold the contract to a third party, or if they simply made a copy of it and then destroyed the original, which that does happen, because they don't want the original to be around. If anybody actually digs deep and finds the fraud, they don't want to have the original around because it just creates liability. It would be better for them just to just to sort of have everything kind of get lost in, in the shuffle. You can ask for the contract to be presented to you. The contract has to have the original signatures. It's called a wet ink signature, not a copy. It has to be the original. There are lots of things that we can do to show that there's fraud. You can ask for the evidence that money was taken directly from one of their accounts and put into your account. Actual, real money, which they can't provide that. In order for it to be a loan, they have to be able to provide the evidence, the the bookkeeping, the record of money being transferred from their account to your account. They can't do that because they never had the money. They just created it on your behalf and then said that they were lending it to you. Um, so this is a very deep, this is a very deep topic. If you have, um, a mortgage, if you are going into foreclosure, I would highly suggest you get in contact with me or find somebody who is an expert in this field because the fraud is so deep And they have fooled us all to think that they are the lenders when in fact we are lending them money. And they are making 400, 500% profits off of this financial instrument that you created by your signature. Uh, What else can we talk about? I think that covers most of the, the main points. There are remedies. Now, if you can prove that there was not a meeting of the minds, there was no good faith, that there was not full disclosure, you know, in order for a contract to be valid, there has to be eight elements to the contract, all established as being um, in good faith. If you can prove that they... We're trying to con you into a contract without good faith and not disclosing all the information and that you signed it um, because they misrepresented the procedure, then you can then you can place a claim on them and receive a settlement. So I think that'll be it for this episode. Um, I hope that enlightens you opens your eyes to the process this uh, this information of the fraud is not new but it is been suppressed so i would highly suggest that you look into this contact me contact somebody who you think um is knowledgeable on this and dig into it there's documents court cases um all kinds of resources out there to help us fight the corruption Out of all the episodes of this podcast that we've shared so far, this is one that I really hope that gets shared on social media 
because the information is extremely important. The people who are pulling the strings wants, want us to be their slaves, when in fact they are ours. We have the authority. We have the the we are live living men and women on the on the land. We are sovereign. Sovereign in the respect that we have been given domain. God is the only one who is sovereign, but he has given us domain to be rulers of this world. And we need to keep things in their proper place. Until next time, this is David Merle, and I hope everybody has a blessed day.